You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Welcome back to The Express with Bilal Vakani, joined as always by Daniel Shahori. It's time for AW Double or Nothing, and uh, I kind of feel like they're bluffing, uh, all things considered. Uh, Dan, what is your general thought on this show as we get into it? Because I'm n- never the high guy on AEW, but it hasn't been the greatest of times of late. I'm a bit of an AEW mark, I must admit. Uh, I My concerns are, as always, that it's probably going to be a little bit long, hmm. but I am otherwise excited for it. There's a... You know, there's at least, I, I would say, what is there, 11 matches? I would say eight out of the 11 matches I'm I'm interested in. Huh. I, I feel like when I look at this card, there's a lot of missed opportunities. There is there is a couple that I think will just be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a, a lot of caveats with the majority of their programs. Um, but let's, let's start with the main event. The AW World Champion, Hangman Adam Page, is going to take on CM Punk. And I have kind of two thoughts, Dan. And one is, you know, I think Paige is, was better on the chase to be the champion than he could ever be as a champion. Um, as much as his Daniel Bryan program was good, the Lance Archer thing did very little for me. And and this program is weird. E- even the other night on Dynamite, he was talking about winning all these championships and Punk was pretty straight up. I paved the way. You you wouldn't be doing. There may not even be an AW if not for CM Punk. I, I just really think they've got to go with Punk right now. I I don't think they have anything left in the Hangman folder, and I I think long term this is not a guy who can hold a world title for a very long time. And again, the possibility of CM Punk versus maybe Kenny Omega is a lot better than Adam Page versus Kenny Omega too, which I honestly don't even care about at this point. Yeah, well, it's. I think I lean with you that probably the right thing, and I don't, I don't like to use this term best for business <laughs> often, but do you go, what is the right thing here? Do you go with the top star or do you hold true to the champion that you've been building for a few years hmm. and give him that win over the top star to possibly solidify what you're, you've been hoping for all along if you're Tony Khan? Yeah, and, and to be fair, I don't think Punk is the worker that Page is right now, but I think if this is about the way you want to move your company forward, uh, I think Punk does signify the era we're in where you have a bloated roster and you can provide a lot of dream matches. And uh, AW is hit and miss, especially of late, in terms of how they will construct and tell the stories. We'll get into that in other programs. But I think if you are if you are quick enough in terms of flipping that page, pardon the pun, mm-hmm. um, I think a lot will be forgiven as opposed to if you can't turn the hangman page and you sit with them and all the way until we get to Kenny Omega two. And then again, we're going to just realize that, look, this is not the program it could have been. Um, and, and maybe it never could have lived up to what the first match is. Uh, speaking of things, not living up to what I thought they would be. MJF's going to take on Wardlow. Um, I, I will admit Dan Wardlow is, pretty over i will give him that but uh, and i've said this before this feels months and months too late um i i did like elements of what they did i think there's some very clever work um along the way here but uh, I, I, even the opportunity for wardlow to maybe win the tnt title which i don't even think is on this card which would be good for the belt uh and that to have been the breaking point with M- mjf would have been an infinitely better storyline and I think what we have here is a situation where they just waited way too long to pull the trigger. It's arguably a year too late, arguably. Mm. 
However, that being said, on this whole card, I think this is the best built match. Hmm. The best that that's told the most compelling story hmm. in this particular pay-per-view cycle. Wardlow uh, is definitely over. The crowd hmm. is lo- everything he's he does. The crowd loves, yeah. and I, I think it's this has been the most fun build possible possibly ever in this company because the all the stuff that uh, with the secure like always when when Wardlow just kills this army of security guards in the cage uh, and they're fun always like, it's it, always that was hilarious uh, yeah. the other night on dynamite and i think to wordlow's credit i think he's got it to be a big star to mjf's credit he's got it to be a big star i do Absolutely. think there's a, a lesson here that if you keep mjf in tighter programs it, it stings right like when he did the thing with uh the varsity blondes and oh, right. with pillman's son and it was just like bam I'm going to insult you right as this thing is coming out. I'm going to kill you in your hometown. And like that was, you know, an eclipse of things lining up. But that was punchy, right? I think that's MJF at his best. And I think he's the kind of guy, uh, similar to The Miz, and I know he'll hate that comparison, who should be getting his nose in a lot of things, running and, and you know, trying to dodge from situation to situation. Um, I, I don't know if this is the guy you should be doing your long-term story building with uh, and we're going to go through other matches where there is no long-term story building and it, it's incredibly uneven right like the time that this went on is time that other things should have been built up speaking of which adam cole is going to take on samoa joe in the mm-hmm. men's final of the owen hart uh tournament i'll be quite honest dan the version of nxt where adam cole had a feud with samoa joe made a lot more sense to me. Um, this tournament started so good with the FTR match and some of those first round matchups, uh, even Darby and Jeff Hardy, I thought was pretty good. But now it's just like Joe wins on Dynamite. Adam Cole kind of walks out and I vaguely realized, I, I didn't even realize at the time at Dynamite, oh yeah, this is going to be in the pay-per-view. I'm just like, oh, they're going to fight. And I actually assumed it would be on Rampage. Um, so this tournament, and this is a very well-meaning tournament, Um they've basically left themselves no time to build this match. Now I was rampage. I wasn't always watching NXT when the two of them were in Mm -hmm. the company together, but they said on commentary that this is the first time that they're having a match. Is that not true? Uh, I guess maybe Joe and Cole never officially had a match, but essentially when Joe was an authority figure, he was getting an Adam Cole's face. Oh yeah. 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 I remember the the thing is that if you're going to try to, portray this as like a first time match it it and maybe it is maybe it isn't i honestly don't remember if they had an official match it does gloss over the fact that they were heated rivals in nxt who had plenty of interactions um who wins this uh, yeah i I guess it's got to be cole because i love joe but i don't know how much he can go um but the issue becomes you've already had adam cole in a top end program um are we just going to do him and cm punk uh, do you put him into a TNT title picture, which seems yes. like a downgrade? I guess you do. Um, they're, they're in, and, and Joe has a feud in waiting uh, with Jay Lethal and company. So it's an odd one to me. I kind of feels like neither of them should win this match. So you, But you think that the guy who's modeled after Shawn Michaels should win the Owen Hart tournament? Well, the inaugural... yeah, that, that's an interest. I hadn't even thought of that. That is an interesting wrinkle. But to that point, why the hell hasn't that, you know, even indirectly been a bigger point of contention in this rivalry? Why have we not had Joe cut a promo about how much of an insult it would be 
for somebody like him, who's more like Bret Hart, to lose to somebody sure. like Adam Cole, who would screw a Bret Hart. You can well, they make... still might. I mean, that that, that was on the Rampage, last thing on maybe, Dynamite. But I just, I That's don't know. it. There's there's so much potential, uh, mm-hmm. and not to say the match can't be good. I, I will grant that. I'd be shocked if the match wasn't good. Um, I just don't know how you wouldn't tell this, especially you're trying to honor Owen Hart, but you can't be bothered to tell us why the final is important beyond it being I, a first time ever match, which is it, it could have had uh, some breath to it as, yeah. as in uh, another, you're right, because that, that was the very last thing on dynamite. Yeah. So it was so, the main event, which, so which they makes might it all do the weirder. something on, on, um, on rampage or a uh, row two that, uh, but I think they've already done the road to, but, but I guess Dan, to be fair, like we, the ratings for rampage are what they are because it's, it's bouncing around a bunch of nobody time knows slots. when it is, when it's yeah, on. There, there is the majority of their audience. Uh, let's say about half their audience, give or take, is in the US, is going to watch Dynamite, is not going to watch Rampage, and is going to maybe watch the pay-per-view. So, I legit don't know when Rampage is on this Friday. No, Just, I don't know. It was very vague, uh, I think on purpose in the listing. So I think it's going to vary by region. So we'll find out on hmm. Friday. Uh, check your local listings. Uh, sticking with that theme, the Hardy Boys will take on the Young Bucks. And I, I will say they did do a little bit of a back and forth promo, which was kind of blink and you miss it. And there is some you know match interactions that cause this to happen through way of the tournament but but again dan i I feel like you have you know almost quarterly pay-per-views and if this is one of the matches you want to do which is understandable you know the hardy boys versus the young bucks the comparison is there why didn't you spend a month building this up it's not as if Exactly. Uh, the, the young bucks were hovering around the tag team pitcher or the Hardys for that matter. Uh, you could still have the tournament matches mm. and you could have had these guys, other guys at ringside, which Matt Hardy was, he didn't, he didn't do much when Jeff got attacked, mind you. Um, but it's just, I don't get it. Why this was such an afterthought uh, with the Hardy boys who they have all this reverence for and a team they've legitimately called the greatest tag team ever that it was such a non-priority. This has WWE booking vibes to me mm-hmm. in, in the sense that they're pretending that these two teams have never had a match before yet they own the footage now. So I'm not sure why they're pretending that this has never happened. I, I that's don't that's think a very WWE thing to do. I also don't think it's a good way to build a match. If you're built for the matches, Hey, it never happened before. Well, look, I I've never seen, they're not saying that, but they're just, they're not referencing that, implied, yeah. that it did. So that's a bit confusing to me. Like the the Bucks won that match. They have the footage. They own the footage, uh, but they're not using that in the story. You know what's even weirder about this, Dan, is the next match is literally the AEW Tag Team Champions, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus taking on Team Taz, which of course is Ricky Starks and, uh, you know, Powerhouse Hobbs, along with Keith Lee and uh, Swerve Strickland. I, 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 I just, I'm really shocked why you wouldn't have just put the titles on red dragon retrospectively and then done red dragon versus the Hardys versus the young bucks. Like, I, I feel like At that would have Yeah. I feel sure. like that would have been an infinitely better program. And by virtue of the tag team titles, um, you have a way, but instead uh, we've dragged this Christian thing on uh, like, it's like the second coming Dan, like it's been not coming forever. And the funny thing is, I always think that L- Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus are going to lose these titles. I've been thinking that for like, it feels like six months. The irony is they probably are going to keep the titles here because I can't imagine what you would do with Team Taz or Strickland and Keith Lee, who are essentially a brand new tag team in this very deep division. Um, yeah. This is very weird, honestly. I don't know how else to describe it. 
I agree with you because I also, even though they've been teaming for a long time, uh, I still feel that uh, Ricky Starks and Will Hobbs are a makeshift team. I know they're they're in a faction, but they don't feel they. To me, they're two singles guys. Uh, and then I look, I love uh, Swerve Strickland. Mm-hmm. He's becoming maybe like my top three favorite AEW guys. Wow. And I love Keith Lee, and, but this is a makeshift team. I think you should still do what you're suggesting. I still think mm-hmm. that Jungle or Jurassic Express mm-hmm. should hold on and and do exactly what you said. Either mm-hmm. lose to Red Dragon straight up. Yep. Uh, and FTR then, even like you have so or, many great options because FTR is on fire and they're not even on this card, which is crazy. They're not, they're not on the card. Uh, whether it's, I'd rather see. I'd rather see FTR chase a Red Dragon champion than chase yeah. Jurassic Express. But you could give them the belts and have Red Dragon chase them, right? Like that would make so much more sense to me. You have this on fire team, um, you know, that c- couldn't, I guess, essentially cut it as single stars. So they go back to their bread and butter. But this yeah. time, the experience has made them the fate. Like this is already a better story than any of these three teams have. And it's not part of the, like, even if it was a fatal four way. Um, it would be infinitely better. I, At I least this division doing. has depth. I mean, yeah. there's so many, like so many matches. Like I'm, I can't wait for the Hardys and FTR mm. for the first time. I can't yep. wait for the Hardys and Red Dragon. I can't, there's so many company. I can go on for about 10 minutes about this. Mm-hmm. There's so many options. So, but uh, if, if we're, we're choosing, I, I say Jurassic Express retains with the hopes of what what we're what we've just talked about. Look, I'll be pleasantly surprised if they give the the rub to either of these other teams because I will say Swerve Swerve and Keith are great in the ring. Yep. Uh, Ricky having two belts would be funny in some ways. So it's not Love that they Ricky aren't Starks too. good yeah. options. Um, but even with with Starks, I, I feel like you if you were going to do this, he should have lost the FTW Championship on the way, and that would have made this a uh, redemption story as opposed to. He's just kind of still there doing the same thing he's been doing the whole time, but this time it's a tag team match. Doesn't really do much. Speaking of which, uh, this actually does do quite a bit for me. Uh, The House of Black is going to take on Death Triangle. Obviously, uh, by virtue of Phoenix's injured arm, this match has a lot of, you know, this is, I think, what WWE wants the New Day versus uh, Fight Night to be. This is actually that in a better form and in a more justified form. Fight Um, Night? Seamus and Ridge. Is that what they're called now? I, they say fight night. They might as well just be called fight I thought fight they night. were called like the bruising bruisers, bloody bruisers. It's a terrible name. Yeah. That's the worst name I've ever heard. Uh, fight, I, I've never anyways, heard of fight night. I'm anyways, just calling cool. them fight night because it's okay. in Seamus' entrance. But anyways, um, this is good, but it still is very weird to me that Julia Hart hasn't turned heel. So that ironically taints this match for me, but actually I think it'll be quite great. So it's funny because you said that this this is the one of the matches that intrigued you. This is one of the matches I feel should have made event of dynamite. Mm. Uh, it, it, it's not like it doesn't deserve to be on a pay per view, mm. just not necessarily this pay per view. With so many matches, and and right. look, you don't have a trios title, right? Like nope. if if through some divine intervention, uh, this was the introduction of a trio's title on a double or nothing. Like, sadly, if you're not going to do it here, Dan, that's uh, WWE's probably going to do it first in some sort of weird twist of fate. Um, but it is very weird. <laughs> uh, it's weird. And I, I'm assuming that, well, I don't know. I'm not going to assume anything. I don't know who goes over here. I don't know God, what it total necessarily toss-up. matters. Yeah. Uh, Both it these teams really are just evil and trios and there are no belts 
So and the, it's really so hard to keep the death triangle together. Oh, one of them's always getting injured or mm. locked out of the country. So it's always hard. It's it's hard. It's like every time we see them, it's a reunion. Yeah, yeah. which and then maybe that uh, you know I, I it's one of those things where almost being away makes this good. The fact mm-hmm. that we haven't seen them, uh, as you said, between Pac being away and Phoenix being injured, uh, it's pretty momentous that they're actually together. So maybe that's all that's making me so excited about this. I'm also pretty excited about the Jericho Appreciation Society uh, taking on the Blackpool Combat Club, even after uh, Daniel Bryan's nasty, how would I describe this, step between the ring and the dimension of doom. Um, but he's apparently okay, which is shocking. Um, I actually think as much as Jericho is getting up there, this could steal the show because it is an anarchy in the arena match, which is just a totally new match type. And I imagine it just means John Moxley's going to do crazy stuff all over the place uh, and everybody else will too. I earnestly think this will be quite good. And I think the story beats have been like incredible, especially if you go back to Jericho and Dan Lambert's interactions recently. Um, this has been very good. For sure. This is a, there's a lot of star power in this match. And it's like when, if you remember, those two factions were created on the same episode of Dynamite, mm. like a few months back. And when you saw them both back to back, you're like, okay, they're they're made for one another. They they were created so they would eventually go at one another. Uh, I I didn't think they'd come to this so quickly. Mm. I thought this was later in the summer we'd get this or in the mm. fall. Um, but it's here. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and I wonder. I wonder if they're going to. I, 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 they probably wanted to do a, like a stadium stampede. I know Moxley turned that down, but the mm. reason was they they weren't in a stadium. Yeah. But I be, I'm thinking they they might do similar type of things, like yeah, in other I would words, like pre-tape so. some things, like if yeah. they go backstage and or similar stunts, even if they're yeah. live, right? Like I think they'll find some sort of middle ground, and I think you've got. Not to mention the 10 people in this match, but William Regal hovering around this as exactly. well, who can help. And he may to a spot in this match. And other uh, guests. Who do they, there's other people on the other side, I guess, that they could. Yeah, no, no, from. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Hernandez, I believe, like you, you have all. Yeah, options. I thought the LAX guys might show up. And I thought that they were going to be, before the Blackpool Combat Club showed up, I thought that was the direction they were going yeah. with Eddie, uh, Proud and Powerful. And I thought LAX was going to come in. Hmm. But uh, I was. Again, I was because I didn't think they were going to go to these two factions uh, so soon. And not to mention Wheeler, Yuda, uh, and other members who have been alluded to for this club who could get involved or the Jericho Appreciation Society. I'm assuming Yuda's in the match. Uh, He's just been away. He was in New Japan having a match, or he was in the Super Junior. So this is what I was wondering. It's it's Kingston. It's uh, Satan and Ortiz, and then yeah. I believe it's Moxley and Daniel Bryan. I don't think Yuta's yes. in this match, which is very. Which is oh, I guess very, you're right then. Yeah, which which. Sorry, yeah, he's off doing the like the Super Juniors or in New uh, Japan, right? Maybe he'll zoom in. Um, uh, a match I, I'm struggling with is the AW Women's Championship match. I was so yeah. happy when Thunder Rosa won the title. I was so yeah. happy when Serena Deeb was was teaching yeah. uh, with her professor stuff, but I've never seen Dan two people in a, a world title situation put together and cut worse promos. Like, honestly, this, the only thing that I can even think of in the stratosphere is when they had Diana Perazzo do some laptop interview that sounded like trash ahead of her AW debut, but their promos are so bad. And even the other night, like Rosa was better, but that's clearly too much mic time. 
Um, and I don't know why you wouldn't just pre-tape something and take a couple stabs at it. I don't know what they're doing. Um, I, I've lost all faith in Thunder Rosa as a champion. I think it's dead. I think you have to give it to Deeb, but you've probably got to start lining someone else up to hold his title because I think this is a total disaster. That was like you're right. That was the best promo of Thunder Rosa's like championship career so far. Which is not saying much though. No, because you're because you're right. There's been a lot of problems. And I'm going to bring up something in a second, but mm. uh, I'll bring it up now. So, mm. have you noticed? This is something that I noticed over time that the women in this company never get a face-to-face promo battle in the ring. Mm. They often they're, that. they're in they're they they're either backstage or they're on the apron or it's mm-hmm. not the apron on the on the ramp with Tony Schiavone. But mm. you know how. Punk and uh, Hangman had the face to face, and the yep. the women never get that, mm-hmm. and I don't know why that is, but it, it that takes away from the magazine. They should subtle, get those moments in does. the middle of the ring, but they don't. Do you it, do you remember? Yeah, no, something I, like that. I, I was thinking that, and I was also I didn't think that specifically, but I was also thinking on Dynamite when we saw Tony Storm. Why didn't they just get her Barracuda? Like you have a budget to get CM Punk cult of personality. Why does she have the knockoff music? And I think. Even these promos, it, what it says to me is that they either put a terrible producer on this or they didn't put a producer on this. They don't invest. And the thing about it is, Punk, a lot of these people you have, uh, maybe Hangman needs some help. I don't know. But a lot of these people you have have a lot of seasoning. It's like Roxy Perez and NXT 2.0. They can get it done no matter what you give it to them. But this is an opportunity to build to, and I'm saying new in a way, but Thunder Rosa came from another promotion. Serena Deeb is very seasoned. You have the potential to build new marketable stars and they just don't seem to care. I, I get that the free agent market for women's wrestlers is devoid because WWE has monopolized it. Fine. Um, I get that if Sasha Banks and or Naomi came in, you could mm-hmm. give them both women's titles and create a tag team championship. And I wouldn't blame you for throwing everything else to the side and just completely running your women's division through the two of them. Cause it'd be a marked improvement, but it's just such a disconnect, not to mention putting stuff in the quarter hours where the listen, the viewership is low. I just like, I don't even blame either of these women. Cause I think they're both excellent wrestlers, but they've basically been thrown out there to flop and die. And AW doesn't care. And it's incredibly insulting to the, the the viewers as well. Getting back to the Tony Storm's entrance music, I, I agree with you. Some of the I find out like some of these music companies, they they're they're insane with their the rights that they ask for. Like uh cult of personality was apparently a lot cheaper than the final countdown from Bureau that they're trying to get for Daniel Bryan or mm. Brian Danielson, excuse me. Yep. But apparently that was even like Tony Khan was even priced out. Like they wanted so much money. So Barracuda might've just might've been something like, no, this is not mm. worth what they're asking for. Yeah. But I guess it raises the question. What woman has like a notable theme song? Uh, other Soho. Than, who's it by? I don't even know. Rancid. That was a okay, big song okay. back in the nineties. Well, then they've got one. Um, that anyways. was a big song, and and, and Jungle Boy song. Like well, that... yeah. Uh, I'm going to stay with this because this ties into the AWTBS uh, Championship. Uh, mm-hmm. Jade Cargill is defending against Anna J. Mm-hmm. Dan, did we see this match before? Like, wasn't Anna J. one of the first? So, so what is happening? Did they just like? get to the end of the line and just go back to the top. What, what is going well, on? Yeah. This is a match of one of the matches that 
doesn't need to be on the card. I love it. Doesn't need to happen Jake at Cargill. all. Doesn't need to happen at all. If it is going to right, because they had no. There's nobody. They could have got somebody ready. They didn't. Mm-hmm. But again, this is a this is a rampage match. Maybe a maybe a main event rampage match. But this is a rampage match. It should not be in the pay per view. Uh, this is something that is going to, uh, and hopefully Jade just uh, squashes her essentially. Yeah, this I, should not take longer than ten minutes from entrance to end. It also is very odd because it raises the question as to where is the Dark Order, and that's another issue that this company where is the Dark Order, which hasn't you know they they haven't Are they addressed anywhere it. on this, and also raises the question of like what is Tecante's relationship with Anna Jay, which has not nothing been explored. Right like now. Anna Jay has done nothing. The people around her have done nothing. And Did we even see her and Sammy on the show. On no, Donovan, no. this whole thing they're is, lost in the shuffle right now. It's just like a series of plot holes that'll get mm-hmm. crushed by Jade Cargill and then we'll forget about. But I, I don't, there's a lot of ugh, look, look at the people that aren't on the show for this matter. Again, Jade Cargill deserves to be on, on yeah. a pay per view, but just the, it wasn't set up. Look at the people that aren't on, like Sammy's not on, Darby's mm-hmm. not on, Sting's not on. There's a lot of people that aren't on, but this match is on and it should be on Rampage. It's it's bizarre. Uh, and to be honest, I, I just don't even think this should be a match. Like I think, no. Cargill's won thirty matches in her career. How many? Like I don't know if this is the third match she's going to win against Anna Jay or the second. But like you have to, yeah, like not to mention you have relationships with Impact. Like you couldn't bring send a, a honor, bring in a Ring of Honor girl or a Diana Perazzo. Yeah, yes. or a Ring of Honor. Like you just take a stab at one of those people. Have them maybe have you know set something. I don't know. Set something up. Um, Abaddon. Even the setup is Anna Jay just ran out against the baddies. Well, then wouldn't you rather see Abaddon? Yeah, I was thinking that. Right. Like, yeah. Anyways, Uh, that's bizarre. Um, Mm. Something again, there are a few matches I'm quite happy about. Uh, Hookhausen uh, is taking on Tony Nice and Mark Sterling. I'm actually quite shocked, Dan. This is apparently going to be on the free, like the buy in, which is like the best. I like, I'm struggling in recent history to think of a bet. And I don't even always put matches in the WWE world on these preview shows, but man, this is going to move some pay-per-view units when people watch this match. Uh, this should be quite fun. Of course. This is a fun spot and uh, it'll, the crowd is because it's going to be the first thing that they see The crowd is going to go crazy for Hookhausen. And, and finally, uh, if, if you noticed that they stuck most of the women's matches at the bottom of uh, their list of matches, but granted, I got this from uh, some sports websites, so who knows, but probably. Uh, Dr. Britt Baker is going to take on Ruby Soho or Chris Stantlander, depending on oh, right, Rampage. Um, a, a lot of you are not going to watch Rampage, so let's just not even worry about who wins. It probably will be Stantlander. Um, but basically, uh, I really think Baker's like ran out of things to do as a heel, Um and I don't think this company is capable of giving her many things to do as a heel. So I, I'm not even too fussed about this tournament because AW isn't that fussed about this tournament. Um, I, I think the key here, Dan, is whether it's through victory or through defeat, you have to find a way to turn Britt Baker face because you got to do the hater match. You could do the Reba match for fun. You could do a Jade Cargill match. You could do a match with Serena Deeb. But if you don't turn her heel, well, then you've already done every, or turn her face. You've already done everything with her. You could. I agree. Cause I also, I don't, I know she is, but I don't view Britt Baker as a heel. The crowd doesn't. Mm. The crowd wants to, yeah. the crowd loves They've her. They've never been fully behind her as a heel. They've she, just look been at the, behind the, her. DM, like the crowd loves her. And One of the uh, biggest pops. They, they, exactly. So she's not a heel and she acts like a heel, but she's not. And absolutely. And I believe 
uh, she's already beaten Ruby. Ruby should should win this. Yeah, I, I and you know, look, I I'm fine if Statlander takes it. Um, I I, I would know. like that. She's I, an original. My my inkling is it is going to go to Statlander just because they set up something with Red Velvet, which they never did, and that was a yes. match with the two of them. And then I think the idea is she beats Velvet, and then she wins this tournament. And then, you know, you set her up against Cargill and maybe that's how you take the title off Cargill because they've literally ran out of people for Cargill to squash. So I think they've written themselves into a corner, basically. I don't think they have another option. Unless you turn Baker. Well, unless unless you allow Ruby Soho to win that tournament and then have Statlander be the one to beat Jade Cargill. Separately. Yeah, I think you could make that argument that you can make two girls. Like yep. put two and you, girls you, over. you probably need to be fair to you. You need a Ruby in that world title picture. You do. Because... And you, and you also need somebody big and strong to be Jade Cargill. Cause it's believable. Wow. So, and, you know what? It could go either way. Cause certainly we saw red velvet try to give her the playbook yeah. uh, to defeat uh, so, Statlander. So that's leading to Jade eventually, whether you go with this route or not. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, it'll be very interesting. And you're right. It's regardless of the tournament. Uh, which is fair enough. Uh, Dan, do you have any more thoughts on this pay-per-view? Because I have none. Well, again, I'm excited for it. And there's, you know, like, this company is still very exciting to me because, mm. like, I, if it, there's 30, 40 people I'm interested in at any given time. All of them mm. don't even get to be on the show. Uh, there's a lot of talent in this company. And, again, my, my biggest concern that it's going to be too long. Mm. There's, there's too much of a good thing. Mm. And, the, and uh but you know this is a technically a good problem to have but mm. it, it it's not a good problem to have if you continue to do it as in you continue to have to have uh shows that are too long and 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 uh weeks where, where you don't get to see people that you like because there's too many this is this is uh it, it's only a good problem to have for so long well and I, I think the reality of it is dan one day when they have a streaming deal which will probably happen that's probably when they'll fix this problem when they're not necessarily selling uh, pay-per-views and I, I, calculus must be something with the West coast and, and sale rates and trying to cover off all those uh, all those markets. But uh, you know, as much as I do like to criticize the storylines, I think the beauty of uh, any of these cards is the matches. I, I assume will all deliver on the night for the most part, maybe with the odd exception uh, as long as look, Sammy and Matt Hardy are not on this card. So you don't have to worry about either of them doing anything stupid. So that's good. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think, you know, you could, Darby. Yeah, you, you could compile a pretty incredible list of the people who aren't on this card, um, which raises some questions. But nevertheless, there's so uh, many. I think there are a lot of good matchups, a lot of interesting matchups. Uh, and really, my, my main qualms is build with a few exceptions. So, you know, and, and maybe with the video package, they'll be able to fill in some gaps uh, and through Rampage. But I'm not expecting much. Uh, Dan, always a pleasure to talk to you. I know uh, Hell in the Cell is not far, so we'll have to do this again soon. Yep. Um, and we can talk in detail about Cody versus Seth 3 because, yes. uh, you know, WWE is also not exactly in a golden age of ideas after WrestleMania. It's more of a, a circular age where the ideas just never end. See, WWE doesn't need a bland a brand split where AEW does and the brand split should be AEW and Ring of Honor and you can have two those two separate rosters would make mm-hmm. sense and if you ever need to mix them but uh WWE does not need a brand split and uh, there's rumors that they're going to end that soon mm-hmm. and that's the best thing that they could do yeah and yeah even if they go halfway and just start unifying some titles it 
will undoubtedly be an improvement. And again, just give me trio titles on AW. Like I just, I, I don't know how you don't do this when you have the house of black and death triangle in a meaningless match with, you know, we're not a faction title. There's well, enough factions as well. Yeah. Yeah. Or even a free bird. I don't know. Something. Yeah. Anyways, Dan, always a pleasure. Likewise, sir. Never sleeps network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Never Sleeps Network.